You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 74, Looking at Schmeckles with Scott James. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show which is like a bill you've been putting off for months. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. We have a very special guest with us, uh, cartoonist Scott James, who's no stranger to the Savage Dragon fan base. Uh, Scott, if I can just go through some of your uh, credits on Savage Dragon, because I think it's pretty impressive. Um, Scott's done, I think, about, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think you've drawn about five or six different backups starting with your alex backup back in 143 uh maybe uh deadly deadly duo 190 max damage 191 neutron bob 196 lightning bug in 200 and then you've done some coloring like on the zeke backup and a bunch of pinups maybe and fake ads i don't know if there's anything big i'm missing in there no, that's about right. I, I know I've done a, a couple Alex backups, and yeah, that sounds about right. I think you probably have maybe the third amount, third most amount of art in Savage Dragon after Eric himself and maybe Frank Fosco, maybe tied with Mark Engler or something, but it's pretty impressive. Oh, thanks. I, I love playing in Eric's sandbox. Any any chance I get to, to play with his toys. He does have the best ones. a good thing. He does. He does. And he's generous to let other people play with him. And, of course, this yeah. isn't your first time here joining us on the Savage Fincast. I just looked it up. You've, you uh, Last time you were on was way back in the year 2013 on episode Whoa. 23, where we talked about the max damage backs, backups, actually. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that long ago. The, yeah, the max damage uh, that Gavin wrote. Yes. So, yep. so what you mean, Jim, is that we planned this for Scott's five-year anniversary of the FinCast. You know what? That's hilarious, because that was September 18th, 2013. <laughs> it has <laughs> only been exactly five years. I'm just saying. You guys, you guys are, are planners, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you on. We're really uh, you know, looking forward to picking your brain and talking to you and seeing what you've thought of the book in the past five years and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I find myself talking at my computer or my, my phone listening to the FinCast, like talking to you guys like, going, Oh yeah, but this, that, that other thing. <laughs> so, so you yell at yeah. us when we forget the names of characters. Uh, I have to admit, <laughs> yes, I do. That is what we're best at. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, and actually, I believe the uh, last issue—I forget which one of you guys were talking about—Thunderhead's uh, 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 dad. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name. War God? No, no, uh, no, Thunderhead. Skull, uh, Skullface. 
skull face. You know, there there is a picture of him as a pasty white boy, okay, with red hair before you know yeah. because there, there's like the news clips. Yes, you're right. Oh, so, yeah. And then he yeah. got the transparent I, skin. Skin, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was yelling at my phone at that time going, no, no, there's a picture of him. There's a picture of him. <laughs> I was going through my mental Rolodex. Nice. So. <laughs> it is the hardest thing when you're listening to a uh, a podcast and they're just they're struggling. And it, oh, it's, it kills you so bad just because it's like – there's that you don't have that real time interaction. Yeah. No. Right. no, but you know, it, you guys do a great job, and I love listening to it. It's just I don't have anybody to talk Savage Dragon with, so it's like I'm, I'm talking to you guys. Well, that is why we made the show. Though my wife and kids probably think I'm nuts talking to my phone and talking <laughs> to a podcast. So uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. When I met Mark Welser, he said the exact same thing. We were just like, uh, you know, bullshitting about Savage Dragon for like fucking hours. And then uh, I was like, oh, dude, I was like, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been holding you up for so long. I, I'm going to get the hell out of here for your wife and kid. He's like, no, no. It's like, it's fine. He said, <laughs> I don't get to talk Savage Dragon with people. I'm like, all right, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Mark's another artist that did a backup, right? Yeah. For the listeners, which backup did he do? Uh, the water Bubble lab, boy. right? Bubble boy. And... Yeah, the, he did the damage ink. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, yes, yeah. He, I loved it. I thought he did great stuff with that. Oh yeah, dude. He's another guy. I feel like that's got a, a style very similar to yours that works well with Eric's uh, characters. You know. Well, and and the thing is, is Eric. Uh, He's he's got a distinct model, you know, mm-hmm. for his for his characters, and you know, you got to stay on model, right? You know, <laughs> or try to stay as close and bring a, a little bit of your flair. But you know, to draw a dragon like dragon, he's got to look like dragon. It's it's so hard to to you know change the way he looks or how. Uh, neutron bob looks or right. you know uh, yeah you got to give him the skinny legs <laughs> yes. it always throws me off when people like try to make him wear stuff he doesn't usually wear either like combat boots or something you know like ah, <laughs> yeah, that's not dragon yeah, halfway up their calf you know? <laughs> people who don't draw a dragon like a big triangle try to make him like human proportioned always yeah. the weirdest oh, wearing yeah. purple spandex Exactly. One of the worst issues I ever saw, and I love Jim Lee's stuff, but that Jim Lee number issue, issue 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Horrible. It, yes. The thing is, Jim Lee didn't really even draw most of that, I think. And, uh, I don't, Or he was half asleep when he drew it because it yeah. didn't, you know, and I think he had Bennett do the inks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he probably just did rough, like, thumbnails. Yeah. I was so glad when Eric went back and did 13. Yeah. So uh, should we jump right into the news? Yep, real quick. We don't really have a lot. Raven? Yeah, yeah, real fast. Uh, There's just uh, basically probably everybody knows this already because it already started. But it's important to get it out there anyway. The Amazing Heroes action figure Kickstarter launched. This bad boy has been getting teased for a long, long time. Of course, 
every Savage Dragon fan probably already knew this, but we got three Savage Dragon characters in the roster. You got Savage Dragon, you got Malcolm Dragon, first ever Malcolm Dragon, which is fucking awesome. And then you got as a Kickstarter incentive, like a special, is SOS Dragon. In addition to those three Savage Dragon figures, you have Daredevil as well. So, technically four Savage Dragon characters in this uh, action figure uh, Kickstarter. And, of course, uh, Amazing Heroes, you know, this is their second wave. This is not their, literally not their first rodeo. It is their second rodeo. They've done this. They know what they're doing. Just basically, we're throwing it out there if you're listening and you, for whatever reason, haven't contributed jump in there he'll make it happen they're trucking along as of this recording they're like a third of the way there i think oh so they still got some to go but it'll be the the pop the fincast will be out there before it's over get out there contribute would love to get my mitts hey everybody what's up this is sorry about that <laughs> jim just going on the kickstarter no no yeah i'm, I'm on youtube trying to uh. find out something. <laughs> i was like yeah auto, these autoplay these autoplay videos mm-hmm. never mind i thought somebody was getting home invaded by a very polite person so do you know how does it work do you get to pick which ones you want i think you for i think for a, for a hundred bucks you get a choice of five yeah, 100 is the sweet spot uh, for Savage Dragon fans because you will get your choice of five figures, your choice. Um, at the lower levels, they actually choose for you, which is kind of weird. But what? I think, they just give you whatever? Yeah, like I think you get like uh, a random selection, but those are very low levels. We're talking like 27 bucks and stuff like that. Um, but if you do, like I said, the one that is the lowest entry point to where you could get all three dragon figures is the hundred dollar one so if you can do the hundred dollars you get all the dragon figures plus you can pick two of whatever the hell you want and And there's three dragon i two right one malcolm there's a cop savage dragon and an sos savage dragon right yep and then like i said you got daredevil who technically is dragon centric you know madman is in there uh, that, another like he cameos, you know, in Dragon. But uh, I would choose Daredevil over him. But it, they actually do have a ton of cool characters. Like oh, they got Stardust. Shit. Yeah, Stardust, the Super Wizard, and the Claw. Williams, the Claw. <laughs> like Jack, so, you could Jack you could Staff. The, Jack Staff, yeah. So you're saying you could get the Malcolm, the two Savage Dragons, and like Daredevil and Claw as basically Savage Dragon characters. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Totally it looks agree. like Daredevil and Claw are locked. Yeah, they're part of the the uh, uh, sort of like a four the um, tier unlocks. Yeah, stretch goals. Stretch goals. Thank you. So is Jack yeah. Staff. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but a lot of these a lot of these guys are cool. Yeah, and so uh, it's pretty cool. It's a really cool thing. And like I said, the fact that this is the very first Malcolm toy is cool. So I'll be yeah. honest, the fact that. They're only they got sixteen days ago and they're only at thirty six thousand of a hundred and fifty thousand is not a good sign. No, no, but I mean, Jim, you gotta don't stop believing. Well, they also <laughs> but they also have three hundred sixteen backers. It's a lot of backers for so little. People must really be pledging at the twenty dollar level. Yeah, definitely not not all hundreds for sure. I I pledged at the hundred level. 
So I'm shooting. Damn high roller. I was just gonna say he's a high roller. What can I say? I would probably I'll probably do it for a hundred if I can get the three dragon figures at least. Yeah. Because they look like one of the better figures I've seen. Yeah, they got the big. They they're actually compared to all the others. They actually have a custom sculpt for the shoulders. They're wider. Yep. Than pretty much all the other ones because these are like these are like GI Joes. They all are basically have the same body figure. Yeah. Except they got a woman shape, and they also have now they have a beefy arm shape. Yeah, yeah it's got a dragon with the skinny legs. It's yeah. key. That's it. Feels For, good. Like Stardust is gonna be beefy too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's Stardust. interesting. <laughs> yeah, Stardust did have that dragon build, didn't he? <laughs> And then they, they they're cool. They kind of look like an an animated version. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like, I like it. it. I dig them, man. And very cool. the other bit of news, just real quick, is that Eric was interviewed by um, he was live interviewed uh, streaming on YouTube um, by this group called the Omnibus. Wait, the Omni Bros. Um, Omni Bros was the podcast, and it is the Omnibus Collective. Yeah, basically, and the name of their. The video is uh, up on YouTube. It's called Omni Bros Live, a conversation with Eric Larson. Uh, I haven't listened to it, so I can't comment on what they talked about, but it's always good that Eric is getting out there. Did you? Yeah, it was It was good. It was good. There was a lot of uh, questions about, you know, uh, Dragon in the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Eric brought him back around to, to stuff that was you know, more relevant. Right. So it was kind of, but it was really good. So it seemed, if you Scott, get a chance, like, check uh, it out. seemed like there was just a tiny bit of the, like a studio tour kind of a thing. Cause it is a video interview. Did they really, did you get a, did he do a little like look around a little bit or? No, I didn't see much of a look around. He did uh, show, uh, <clears throat> well, he did show the uh, splash page of this, this issue while he was talking. Uh, he was talking about working twice up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's tried different uh, approaches, working twice up and then wa- working small, and how he, he thought his, his stuff working small was shit compared to twice up. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that it, he, he thought he would give it a shot and didn't really like the way it looked. So he went back to twice up. So he, and he was showing a uh, comparison of what the pages look like. <clears throat> but... Yeah, there was no like, uh, oh, and this is where the magic happens. You, oh. you know, you get the you didn't get the tour of the studio. <laughs> and this uh, is my spittoon. Well, I'll be yeah, honest. Exactly. I, I'm looking at a still of his room. His room is a lot smaller than I ever imagined. Well, he put photos up on Facebook, I think, when he first moved, and it was you know of his his studio area, and it, it looked rather large from the the yeah, photos. Maybe say, it maybe it's the angle. Huge. Yeah, it, it was those better home and garden shots that he was taking. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like piles and piles of like his pages, his Savage Dragon pages on like a bin in the background or something. I remember yeah. seeing. Yeah, in, in comics. <laughs> so Something to watch. But no, it was really good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I we'll like... watch very judgmentally by the time <laughs> you see it. <laughs> and come back. No, I'm kidding. Nah, I, I am excited to watch it. It's just fuck, these Savage Dragon issues have been fucking coming out so fast. Literally don't have any time to do anything between podcasts. 
Yeah, my I, that sounds interesting. The things I have no patience for are when guys, you know, the same old podcast, and they have Eric, and they're like, "Well, so how did you start?" And it's like, <laughs> well, right. how cool is it to draw Spider Man, Eric? <laughs> well, and you know, how many times has he answered? Uh, so what's ever happening with Image United? Oh, they did that, and then I was just like, "Oh, oh good. Next question, please." We've did heard. That. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's yeah. a ban so on that I, in this podcast. I know. I was just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, um, yeah, it's not going to see the light of day. Yeah. Bleeding so. Cool quoted the FinCast when Eric put the nail in it in an interview. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, you uh, don't, you send out wedding announcements, you don't send out divorce announcements. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, was, I was like, oh yeah, dude, I was like, from the Savage FinCast interview, that's perfect. So yeah, we we've never asked again. No, you know, and usually if you hear a question asked someplace else, you come up with another question. Yeah, it's funny. I don't think people um, really. It's weird because I don't think people like put like a ton of thought into the like. Like sometimes they're like I don't know if it's like they feel obligated, like they have to ask certain things. But, like, um, we've had him on the show enough that I feel kind of like we have, like, a really awesome, like, just rapport. Like, just, oh, yeah, what's going on? What's new? Oh, don't what's ask new? anything too specific because he's not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, don't waste your time. Yeah. But uh, it's just kind of funny because uh, whenever, whenever I hear those, like, um, generic questions like, oh, what about Image United? I feel like you did no research. You didn't know well, that's the thing. I mean, and it really is the same question. Like, how did you get started? You know, it's like you don't watch like ESPN and in every interview they do with Michael Jordan. Like, how did you get start? You know, like or, you know, it just doesn't happen. You know, like you, you just move on to the new stuff. You've got to figure this guy's been in the business how many years now? You can listen to any podcast or interview or news article and get that info. Yeah, there's enough of that shit on YouTube that you can get it. I mean – and that's that's kind of where I was, you know, but Eric kept trying to redirect it, which was nice. Yeah. You know, because they were focusing on old dragon stuff. Yeah. Uh, not, they were even talking about the, the four issue miniseries. Oh, well, wow. I, that's yeah, my, I mean, I was just say that's my second pet peeve, too, with podcasts. We, ones that aren't interviews, but reviews of issues. It's like, oh, on our next podcast, we're going to review Savage Dragon, number one. It's like, nobody reviews Spider... Like, if you're going to read a new Spider-Man called Get Into Spider-Man for the first time, you're not going to start with Spider-Man, number one. So why does everyone feel the need to start with Savage Dragon, number one, you know? It's like, oh, we're going to try out Spider-Man I had a guy review in, number one. I had a guy in Twitter post that the, the first 74 issues of Savage Dragon were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> There's been 135 more since. It's, it's even like, like, I was just going to say, even with like uh, somebody, like they were like, hey, can I see your work or whatever? And I'm like, ah, sure, you know. And I, I hipped them to it. Uh, and then like when they were at it, they were like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. And like I was like, well, just remember, though, I was like, like I'm sure you went to the beginning because that's what you like your instincts told you. I said, but just remember that, that like that works 10 years old now. I said so, and like imagine with so Eric, it's your best like, work ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you peak, you're actually peak Raven super, Perez. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like when you're talking to a guy who's been doing Savage Dragon for 25 years, 
and you're talking about like the 25 years ago what he was doing yeah. it's, just, it's weird do you think it, it comes down to is because it's the same cartoonist like you you and eric have done the same thing so like with like x-men people don't go to x-men you know the the jack kirby stan lee x-men because of the you know i, I think it's the teams because have changed so many times eric's used eric sold millions of copies in the early days so people are just more familiar with the early days that's the iconic <laughs> dragon and now 338 issues later not as many people read it so the familiarity isn't there well also yeah, they, though, I, sorry scott go ahead no no i was just gonna say yeah they go to the dragon they know not the dragon there is now right you yeah. know they're going back to 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 dragon not to malcolm you know right, to them right. who's malcolm you know it's just, because they haven't been following along it's crazy though. If you look up the sheer amount of like podcasts that you know when people are like we're gonna try out Savage Dragon, how many of them just start a Savage Dragon one? It's like <laughs> yeah, it's twenty five years ago. You know how much any comic has changed in twenty five years? Why would you start at one? That's why I'm real proud that we started at two seventy five. We weren't afraid. <laughs> <laughs> we think, you think about it like in terms of even other entertainment, like um, for instance. Uh, Street Fighter is 25 years old as well. Can you imagine going back to the first Street Fighter? Yeah. I think I'm going to play Street Fighter. And, like, you just go back to that very first one where, like... You only play as one character, and it's yeah. real bad. <laughs> you I'm only play on Pong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where you got to <laughs> start, though, Scott. Exactly. I go back to Pong. Got to start <laughs> at the beginning, man. Can't just jump in. <laughs> I've got to play every video game before I can get to uh, the newest one. Super Mario One. Don't don't play Mario Odyssey until you have finished eight eight of Mario One. All right, Scott, we got you on the show. What have you been up to for the last five years? Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> Boy, yeah. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. No, I, I've been. Uh, obviously, I've been doing some Savage Dragon backups in between. Uh, always a highlight. Yeah, well, and, and something I always enjoy doing. I've uh, been working on creator-owned stuff. I, uh, I worked with uh, Frank Fosco. I had him do some layouts for me on uh, my book, Mob Files. And I had uh, Side Defong, a writer that I worked with uh, for the Case Files of Harlan Falk and on Starship Troopers. He uh, scripted it. He took, I wrote the story, uh, sent it to Frank. Uh, he did some layouts, sent it back to me. I did the penciling and inking. Then I sent it to Cy with notes, kind of what I was thinking. He scripted it, and uh, I self-published that uh, earlier this year. And uh, now I'm working well, on book two of that and also working on a superhero book. So, nice. yeah. Where, where- where are you? Where do you live? Like, where are? What area are you in? Are you in near the Chicago uh, area? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I live so, uh, probably an hour and a half outside of Chicago. So, do, have you ever met up with Frank or anything like that, or is everything well, just yeah. kind of through the phone yeah. and web? Um, phone and web, but we've gone to a couple shows, uh, nice. same shows, and hung out. Yeah. yeah. And Frank's only like literally an hour and a half from my house, so you know. Uh, at any given time. At any given time. And we've talked about <laughs> it. We've talked about, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? You know, but get all those, oh, yeah, we should do this. And then you leave the show and, it, just you know, he, 
yeah, you, you get caught up in your own life and, yeah. uh, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I, I talk to Frank a lot via Facebook, nice. you know, yeah. yeah. Message here, message there. or He'll be like, Oh, yeah, do you mind if I post my thumbnail of that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You That's know, cool. or yeah. Did you guys so, met through your work on Savage Dragon? Is that how like, yeah, because, uh, Gavin contacted me, uh, about uh, coloring his Zeke. atlas, Zeke oh, yeah, atlas, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had just injured my shoulder, my my drawing shoulder. Uh, dumbass, walking, hiking in the winter because we live out in the country, and it was a snowstorm. And I like hiking in the snow, so I'm, I'm sitting there going to climb over a barbed wire fence, and I did one of those where the, it, it gave, and I did like a backflip, and <laughs> instead of landing. Uh, on my back, I landed kind of on my neck and shoulder, and I dislocated my shoulder. Wow. So I was I was coloring that stuff with a gimp arm. So, wow. I, <laughs> yeah, and I, I was trying my, you know, they needed it extra fast. So I'm like sitting here with my little stumpy arm, that you know, I couldn't, I had no range of motion in my shoulder. So, <laughs> you know, on my Cintiq, trying to color it, it, oh, it was it was excruciating, but I got her done and. Uh, Frank liked it and Gavin liked it and uh, then I think that's what uh, Gavin and I started planning the max damage at that time yeah yeah I find your coloring uh, real uh, unique and I really enjoy it like I can tell when you've colored stuff because you've got a specific kind of palette and I like how you use textures uh, I think even like the new uh the, the, this recent Deadly Duo, which we'll get into, has got you colored that, and it's got a lot of those kind of explosive, like the star kind of fields in the background. Um, I don't know if you call them star fields, but just the the way I don't know what kind of texture it is, but it, it just looks like sparks or something like that. I uh, like speed. I yeah, I like that. that. I like to add texture to shit. I just I you know. Sometimes I, I I over render it. I color out of necessity, mm. <laughs> uh, because I, I can't afford to pay a colorist. Right. So. No, it looks great though. You do you do a terrific job. I think you've colored pretty much most of all of your backups, right? In in Savage Dragon. Yeah, I did. I yeah, I've colored every backup. I've had people flat uh, do flats on my stuff. I had my my son uh, flat one of the issues that i did a backup on i think that may have been the max damage that he flatted yeah i can't remember um but he flatted one issue um i i had my uh eighth grader uh start flatting the uh deadly duo backup and then oh, my no computer kid. yeah my then my computer died oh. and i lost everything i lost like 10 years worth of artwork oh no yeah was this yeah. recently yeah, yeah, I think you I post lost, about I, it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it, it was. It was very painful because I had the backup. I was supposed to be in the first issue of Scourge, right. and I ended up having to. I had to ended up having to recolor the whole thing, rescan the pages, recolor it. I lost all my brushes, and then the computer place. I had like Windows uh, Seven or something on there, and they they gave me Vista. They so I'm, I'm work, I'm work, they downgraded me because they didn't have a key and I didn't have any of the stuff. The only thing they had was Vista. So right now I'm still working on Vista. 
I'm still trying to get back up and running to full oh. capacity. Oh no, dude! Yeah. What a nightmare! So I, I could only I had to downgrade from CS five or CS yeah CS five, uh, Photoshop five to now I'm Photoshop seven. I lost all of my brushes. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So that I, I was, it was painstaking to try to make the colors look like how I would color because I didn't have any of my brushes. That's what I was going to say is you'd never know because, dude, it looks like you didn't miss a beat. Hold on. Oh. What, what, one thing i got to say is I'm laughing in my head and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just imagining your 10-year-old doing the flats on this new backup. <laughs> when you get to that certain part, just him laughing out loud. Oh, no, no. That, yeah, I, I wasn't going to have him do that part. No, that, 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 that yeah, there seems no. to be missing a page. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I got that one covered, son. Yeah, I got, the, I got those last two covered. <laughs> Don't worry, Daddy's taking care of those. Dad, it seems yeah. like there's no real closure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dad, uh, you said, say, you know, and I even told him I'd pay him. Uh, of course, you know, I, I, I was thinking i was going to be like kathy lee gifford have a sweatshop you know right <laughs> but uh, i paid him a, you know to do the pages and then after i lost it and had to redo it he was out he already gotten his money to do it once he was going to do it twice oh. so <laughs> oh. so yeah uh, so much for blood right <laughs> sorry dad sorry dad you're sol wow what no, a but, journey yeah, yeah. So then I'm, uh, I, I, I'm looking for a flattest because the last thing I want to do, I'm already having to recolor the pages. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, the the back cover is, uh, thank God I put on Deviant Art, the cover, and it was a high res, you know, JPEG that I uploaded. Because then I took the watermark off of that, saved that to my computer, and asked Eric, hey, does this work? Does this JPEG work? He's like, it's good enough. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't great. have – yeah, I didn't have my cloud brushes. I wouldn't have been able to replicate that sky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, – And yeah. you – Eric inked that, and you own that, right? He gave you that? Yeah, it's hanging on my wall right That's now. That's awesome. I love what he did with all the ink splatters and stuff on it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he sent it to me when he it was cool uh i'm up at my parent and my parents live on a lake so i wake up at the, looking out over the lake and i i hear a i'm like oh something came on my phone and i look and it's from eric and he goes yeah i was a little heavy-handed and i look and i'm like oh my god you could be heavy heavy-handed anytime you want i mean it <laughs> looked absolutely gorgeous yeah and uh, it made me look way better than i am and uh I'm like going, yeah, I see what I could have done different. It was like a, a lesson. It's like Yoda handing Luke, you know. Going, <laughs> like, oh, shit. But, uh, you know, and I did that after his Batman and Superman cover because that's when I right. saw that's that. That's where that looks familiar. I didn't catch yeah. that now that you say yeah. it. Yeah, I, I kind of loosely swiped it from that and reversed it because I thought, when I saw that, I'm like, God, that looks like a Daredevil, or not Daredevil, uh, a, a, the, the Deadly Duo, you yeah. know, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger. I go, oh, that, that's what that should have been, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to make it mine. 
Did, do you and, know if he caught on to that right away? Um, I don't know if he did or didn't. Uh, I think I told him. I said I kind of I based it off of your Batman Superman. Yeah. Because, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was looking at it at Albert Moy's site, and I'm like, going, God, that, that should be the deadly duo. That's a perfect cover. Right. Every time I saw Batman, I was seeing Kill Cat. <laughs> He's the superior superior hero anyway so I yes agree. so yeah yeah so that's currently hanging in my studio wall along with issue 66 cover or issue 60s cover so so what, what's your take on this direction eric's gone with savage dragon with all the kind of explicit stuff and it's kind of now kind of gone over into your backups in a way too with this new backup but uh, um, what's your feelings I'm on Raven's, it? I'm in Raven's camp yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know, I was listening to you guys talk last time. I'm in Raven's mm-hmm. camp because I can see it as a, a comedic point. And right. I, I thought that it really came to a nice head, no pun intended or pun intended, uh, <laughs> this last issue. Right. Uh, um, you know, uh, I, I think it, He's basically done it without showing the naughty bits for how many years? Right, exactly. Yep. You know, it, it, he's done it with. Uh, you got Rapture with the uh, court, you know, charging her hair blower, her hair dryer. <laughs> you know, you know, using herself as an outlet. I mean, you've got all of that stuff. Uh, it's just you had to really read between the lines, and here it's just ah, okay you know, a little bit more in your face. I'd say a lot more in your face, but well, yeah. it's okay. Very <laughs> overt. You know, overt, yeah. It's more in Malcolm's face from what we've been seeing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think it's wild. I think I think Eric's got a lot of balls to do it, and I think that's cool. Um, I think it's fun that he's trying that out. I, I think for my – I'm sure everyone's heard this already. I mean, we do talk about it all the time, like – I'm glad he's doing it, but I wouldn't. I, I don't care to see it go on forever. And I, I'm wondering if this issue is going to be, as we get into it, is going to be kind of closing the door in this chapter. But I don't know. Um, I don't know if it'll be closing the door, but maybe taming it back. Um, yeah, like we're not because it seems like we're, we kind of see something gratuitous almost every issue at this point. And I'm wondering if he's just going to, like you said, tone it back to you see it maybe once every 10 issues or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you really didn't see anything in 236 with the, you know, uh, Savage Little Dragons. Right. You know, you had mm-hmm. you had Maxine, you know. Stumbled upon this. She yeah. stumbled upon that couple. It yeah, still seems it like every issue has got to be something in it. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I, I think it'll tone it down, but I don't think it'll go away. Right. And when it does appear, it'll be in your face. Yeah. So, yes. you know, it's like the violence. I mean, every issue's got to have the violence, so. Well, uh, think about it. Back back in the day, you know, and now I'm going to be like, like the the guys I was just talking about, when uh, Dragon ripped the tongue out of open face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, how violent. Really? Yeah, you know. Now we look back at it, and we're like, there was a big uproar about you know that. 
Was um, there a big I uproar? Just, I wasn't there. No, they, they were. Uh, I think Wizard did a ten top shocking moments. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wizard did that a lot. On the list. That, that's where I learned the most about Savage Dragon. Was their top one hundred moments list. Well, I remember yeah. like uh, the uh, devil getting picked in the balls, stuff like that. The gay yeah. kiss, which was like I think the first really splash or in your face comics gay kiss was well, if uh, you think about it if you guys think about it eric's done this through his whole you know tenure doing dragon his whole yeah i mean he's the first one to have his hero endorse a presidential candidate he's been the first to 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 show nudity now look at oh Joker and Harley Quinn had a sex scene and it was they showed nudity ooh, after Dragon. Right. They, they, didn't, they didn't even show nudity. Yeah. The DC covered it all up. Well, I think they released didn't they uh go back and say they, they said they were going to and then they didn't then they decided not to. Oh they chickened uh, out. They there? chickened out again. Uh, corporate presence. Yep. Big time. <laughs> Which is crazy because it's you know, when you think about it, everyone reading that now is in there. You know, yeah, and it's a mature rated. It's a mature rated book for a mature rated audience, and yet well, they and still what won't I love do is it. That they they show it online. Sure, they, they they tweet it and they show it online, but they won't put it in print. Murphy was real proud of it. Showed everybody. Yeah, I think that uh, when you get into sort of that, here's a. <laughs> I, again, like Craig said, I just don't feel like I need to go into it much because I say everything. But like when you're talking about Harley and Joker, for instance, um, I think if your brain can handle the complexities of what is basically an abusive relationship, uh, an abusive open relationship, because also it's been confirmed that like Harley and Poison Ivy are officially canoni- canonically like you know lesbians together. So it's like I think if your head can handle an open relationship uh, with one of the person is like a like with an abusive psychotic person, they can see a nipple. Huh. Just yeah, scenario. Just saying. <laughs> and that if and you that... look down, there's two probably on your own body anyway. Right now, even look down, fellas. Let's take a little peek. And to be fair, I'm not all... wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but to me it's not you know it, it's not that big of a deal you know it's not well you know, it is and, for a certain type of person of which are very loud you know it's funny i just say this <laughs> scott do you feel do you ever feel do you ever feel like artists in general tend not to sweat that shit too much uh, I would agree with that statement. No, we don't, because guess what? We've all had to go through new life drawing classes. You know, when yeah, I went right. to art school, I, I'm sitting there looking at some guy schmeckle drawing it. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 life, you know, yeah. and I, I get tired of hearing, well, you guys are, you know, uh, objectifying women. Well, really? Uh Look at the guys I'm drawing. They got muscles on top of muscles. Is that realistic? No. My guys are just as, you know, objectified and, and, and beefed up as, as as the breast size that I draw women. You know? It, yeah. It, it, for people to get up, you know, oh, I can't believe you're, you're doing that. Oh, you're making women objects. Well, if you look at the superheroes, the guys, it's the same thing. 
Except we're putting their underwear on the outside of the pants. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically naked. Like, yeah. Basically naked. And it's really just an artistic shortcut, too, in a lot of ways, to, to express motion and not have to, you know, and Eric's gone through this millions of times, too. I have to redraw clunky, overly done outfits on these characters. I mean, it's expresses so much more action and skin tight like costumes on paper than you know a guy having layer after layer of armor on or something to that effect or, or drawing the character like the pouch yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> you know so, uh, cable back in in uh, the 90s where he had shoulder pads on top of shoulder pads yeah yep Absolutely. And like what they're trying to, you know, when they tried to reintroduce Spider-Man and uh, Superman with all the pipe tubing and weird shit all over his costume. It's like, man, artists have to redraw that stuff all the time. It's so much easier just to make Peter it a solid Peter was color. having a heyday. He couldn't stand drawing Batman and Superman with all the little line works that Jim Lee put on the, because the, he, he redesigned a lot of those costumes. I he think. Did. Who, who couldn't stand it? Uh, Ramita Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's used yeah. to, I mean, he's kind the of like a modern day toe. Yeah, yeah. It, he's simplified his form. If you look at Ramita Jr.'s work back when he was doing Amazing Spider Man in the 80s to when he was then doing X Men to when he, when he hit Punisher is when he really started to simplify his style and things, his muscles got blockier, his, you know, he simplified things, simplified his line and his yeah. shapes. And, you know, to have a great storyteller, panel to panel storyteller like Ramita Jr., and you give him Superman with a Jim Lee costume with all these lines, it, it just, it's a pain in the ass to draw. Yeah. From yeah. panel to panel and make it look good. When, you know, when you're trying to draw a small figure, how do you simplify it? Right. You just leave it out is what it just ends up getting ditched anyway. Yeah. At a distance, like you can't, you can't draw those little lines. So. I just feel like the old guard, the old artists, you know, they had it down pat on how to produce comics and get them out fast mm -hmm. and make them look good, you know. And it's because like because they're not they're not photorealistic. Right. Now we're doing now everybody wants the comic to be photorealistic. It's kind of, you know, the, then why aren't you taking having a photographer take the shots? You know, yeah. uh, it's it's a comic book for a reason. I mean, you can't you can't get the same power and energy. I mean, that's why Kirby's panels had so much energy and power. That's why Larson has such energy and power in his fight scenes because it, it's it's, it's cartoon. Not stiff it, it's not stiff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can contort the body in positions that aren't humanly possible because. You're you're able to to move it, you know. You're not, you know, held by oh, I've got to make sure that it, you know, it's perfect, you know, like a photograph. McFarland drives me crazy with that on Spawn because he'll have like Capullo and then he'll switch off to like a photorealistic artist, and then he'll have Larson, and then the next artist will be some photorealistic artist, and it's like you're killing me. <laughs> Always does yeah. that. Yeah, I loved Capullo on Spawn, um, and I loved Eric Larson on Spawn, because I think they really brought energy to the character. Big time. Uh, and, you know, as soon as they left, I left, because yeah. 
you know, it, it, you lose the the. I guess the realness, and I know it sounds like an axi- like an oxymoron. How do you lose the real? Well, it's grounded in reality, but it's still cartoony. Right. You know, it, it it feels warm and and homey where it, it can be cold. The photograph, that photorealistic stuff, can be fold uh, cold and not you know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but warm, you know, yeah, and welcoming. Yeah. Well, I know, like, even with my kids, and I find myself enjoying, actually, even the comic book animated movies, like the Justice League and the uh, the Marvel cartoon that came on the Disney Channel that seem more like comics than comics do now, honestly, with the storylines and the characters they use and the outfits and the art. It's it's kind of a shame, but that's where yeah. we're at. Well, my kids even love the, uh, still love the Bruce Tim, you know, Batman animated yeah, series. Yeah. Who I, doesn't? And well, it, like, I mean, it, it was perfect. That's yeah. like the perfect style for, uh, you know, superhero cartoons. I love how they've kind of, even they've, they've made it like their house style with like the Justice League and everything. And it's really enjoyable. Uh, they're kind of getting away from it now more, but oh, they've been getting away from it for a while. But yeah, honestly, that's been my biggest problem with a lot of the DC animated movies is just they're getting so far away from that original style that no, works so well. Yeah, and that's not what I was talking. about. I was talking about the t- the Bruce Tim style Justice League, the, the Superman animated Bruce Tim. Oh, yeah, amazing when they had like the New Gods and stuff. Like I enjoyed watching those more than reading new comics. Right, but. But I mean, anyway, yeah, because they, they were like reading comics, but exactly. they were back, right? You know, it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, and you know, I wish more you know cartoons would be more like that. They they then now try to make it look like you know like the Teen Titans look like Dexter's Laboratory or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a place for that too, yeah. but and that's, I, you that's... know, I was just trying to make the point that those Bruce Tim cartoons. Were more like the comics that I felt like than comics were at, at the yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that. Corporate comics they really struggle. Uh, oh, here comes Raven with the corporate comics. Oh, I'm just I'm just agreeing with you. Is they really struggle because in order to sell that illusion of change, they have to get away from that like status quo. Whereas like with your cartoons like that. You know, Bruce Tim gets to focus on what is the core of Batman, like what makes Batman work, what makes Superman work. Like, okay, if we're gonna have Lex Luthor, you know, what makes Lex? What is the? Let's distill all these incarnations into like what is the purest form, and then roll with it. Whereas if you do that in a corporate comic, eventually you do have to get away from it. Yeah. So they can have like, oh, well, here's the perfect, you know, this is Batman. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, Batman's also in a UFO. And also, you know, the, all of a sudden Damian Wayne's kicking around. And you just Like, eventually they just have to move away from what makes it. So it's kind of like the struggle for them is always that, like, that's why all the first movies everybody goes so crazy for are always origin movies. Like, at their core... A normal story is just like, oh, here's this really kick-ass story of this character. And then as it goes, the longer you go, the more you're going to get away from that purity yeah. and that core. And that's kind of what's cool with Savage Dragon is, 
that, you know, his story beginning, middled and ended. And instead of having to be like, oh, you know, what can we do to try and keep this fresh or get back the magic? It's like, I eh, know we're done. Now it's Malcolm's comic, you know, now we're seeing I, his adventures. If I would be happy if Dragon never came back. Same. I, I'm yeah, expecting I mean, him never come back. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, you know, in corporate comics, you're waiting for the oh, the return of Superman or the return of Batman. Right. Or, you know, I mean, do we ever not... you ever really think that Wolverine's going to stay old or die or, you know, oh, exactly. you know, it's eventually going to return to the... he literally just came back. And I don't think I know one person that's actually excited about it. Well, it's, it's because you just do it so many times at some point. It just I'm surprised they kept Jean Grey as long, dead as long as they did. I have not picked up. Well, I can't say that. I picked up corporate comics. I know Raven. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. But I don't read them. I don't read them. I pick them up for the artists. Oh. I pick up. I pick up Ryan Otley's Spider Man because I like watching. Oh, don't. In, in Spider Man Land. <laughs> you know. Marvel version of Invincible. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll pick up Ramita Junior stuff. I like Ramita Junior. Uh, I'll yeah. pick up Jim Lee stuff. I'll pick up, you know, I'll I'll pick up because the artist. The only books yeah. I read, the only book I really read is Dragon. I used to read Invincible. You know, I'll thumb through and look at the storytelling of Spider Man, but I couldn't tell you. I know the lizard's back, but that's about it. My kids will read it. I'll look at the pretty pictures because <laughs> I like to see, you know, how artists are solving uh panel to panel story telling issues how they're telling a, a story visually uh what i can uh, you know steal from them oh i like the way that they <laughs> shot this you know did a down shot for that Ooh, i could take that and twist it and make it my own or yeah. oh that's kind of a clever you know way of pacing you know using silhouette i can put right. that in my toolbox now you know put the, store that in the mental rolodex you know Dragon's the only comic I read. I will say I really enjoy when I when I do have an artist I really like jump on a new book and even especially the corporate comics and I know Raven will shit all over me for saying this like with Otley it's like I want to see what his take is on all these characters. No, Apparently his take is just to redo invincible characters and put, <laughs> insert them in but I do enjoy seeing like specific artist takes on really you know uh, familiar characters. Yeah, I mean, I'll it's pick up Caputo fun. stuff, you yeah. know, as well because I enjoy it was Caputo. perfect for Batman too. Oh, going from I, I agree. Well, well, let's be honest. Really, Spawn is Batman. Kind of, you know, you got the cowl, you get, the, the or not the cowl, but the cape, and you know, right. It, it, there's a lot of similarities. Similarities, dark and moody. Right. You know, Batman's dark and moody. And I think it goes the same way almost for, you would think, for Invincible to Spider-Man. I know we talked about it. I'm not quite feeling it, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like a logical choice. Sometimes I feel weird. I don't follow artists. I'm not an art guy. I I follow writers. And there's a lot of people like that, too. Like, Otley's not enough for me to go read Spider-Man. I might read read Spider-Man if Kirkman was writing it. I would, well, I would have read it if Kirkman's writing it. I'm just looking at the pretty pictures because Otley drew it. If Kirkman was writing it and Otley was drawing it, I would have totally bought every single issue. Yep. Totally. 
Yeah, I'm, like I said, I I'm not reading it. I'm just buying it because yeah. I like the I like Otley's style. I like how he draws things. Um, you know, I I'm not. I haven't been wild about the stuff that I've been picking up for for Ramita Junior. Story wise, what's he I even mean, doing right now? Um, still, he was doing a kick ass. Still doing uh, Mark Miller is, stuff. He is, isn't he? See, yeah. Mark Miller is my kryptonite. I couldn't touch that stuff if I wanted to. <laughs> oh man, you're too harsh. Yeah. See, and again, I don't really read it. I'll look at how Ramita Junior. Because I, I think he is one great panel-to-panel storyteller. Yeah, he is. I mean, he just can tell a story visually really well and come up with great ways to solve panel problems. I will so. say Mark Millar surrounds himself with good artists. He's like oh, a, yeah. He's like Kirkman. They know how to find them or not necessarily find them, but at least get them on their projects. Kirkman does. I think Kirkman does a fabulous job of just finding artists that you don't know about. And, or, yeah. you know, well, I was friends with Jason Howard before he even started Astonishing Wolfman. With, yeah, uh, I remember Kirkman. his old stuff. Didn't he do like, uh, what did he do before that? Little White Mouse. Is that what he, it was? Yeah. yeah, he did some little white mouse backups. I met him at uh, Detroit uh, Motor City Con one year, uh, and he, he was uh, at the table next to me, and uh, we became friends, and I would get Christmas cards from him. He used to do his own Christmas cards. Uh, I still have them somewhere. Yeah. Where he did his family as like, you know, like a comic book. He would do a comic yeah. book Christmas card, and I cool. thought that was kind of cool. So... But yeah, I, I, he actually did a. Uh, I wrote a uh, my own character. Uh, he did a like a six page story. Drew a six page story off of my layouts, which I have somewhere in a flat file. Uh, somewhere, of, nice. uh, character of mine, Dutch, and uh, someday it'll see the light of day. But uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was just one of those things he had nothing to do at the time. I had a like a six page script script and I laid it out and he took the layouts and went from there. Nice. Yeah. Well get on it, man. We wanna see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to break it out. So We um I I feel like we uh got your take on the sex stuff, but uh how are you five years is a lot of time. How are you feeling about this Malcolm era? Like, I don't do you, I, like. Do you feel he's really come into it, or oh, are you I'm, adjusted? I I think I was adjusted um, when, oh gosh, when he was first when he came back, and you could see Eric was moving in the direction of developing the kids, and the kids were starting to get older. As soon as Malcolm moved from being that that scrawny little kid to all of a sudden the next issue boom he's all of a sudden he's got the upper body right all right um i i i enjoyed malcolm um and after dragon went to jail and uh, i was like okay i i i'm enjoying what he's doing with malcolm yeah. And then when right. and then and then when Maxine came in and Maxine started out as a throwaway character in the background. 
one of Angel's friends. And she, if right. you look at how she was drawn originally, totally different than how she's drawn now. She's been totally, you know, it, it, it's almost been like a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, back in 198, you know, where she's standing, you know, you got uh, <clears throat> Max, Maxine and Angel there and, you know, Malcolm, I think in eighth grade, and he's lifting him up over his head. And, uh, or when the aliens, uh, the aliens attack, and uh, there, there's times where you would see her with Tara, and she was in the background when Malcolm was dating Tara, and she looks totally different than what she looks now. Or yeah, how she looks yeah. now. So uh, <clears throat> once he started to really develop. Maxine and I've always liked Angel and the focus turned more on them it became more interesting because Mm -hmm. I think Dragon Dragon was getting tired you know he was getting older he was getting tired I'm not saying I I didn't dislike the stories Uh, I actually really started thought the stories were coming along you know Right, but uh, as soon as Malcolm took over, I was like, "Oh, I'm in." I think it it needed like that fresh air too. Like I felt like the whole um, what was it when he was like virus for a while that got really confusing, and then uh, you know because you weren't sure when was he still dragon and when was he virus and was he really a cop again or not, um, and then Kerr really was awesome. And that made him a bad guy. And it's like, how do you come back after that? After being like the worst, you know, the hero of the comic also became the worst supervillain of the, the comic. Villain. And, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it only made sense that he had to be in jail. You can't really come back from that unless you just go to outer space, you know. Well, and, and Gavin and I had been talking. And around that time, I'd been doing some backups. And Gavin and I were talking about backups. And he was, he was Dragon was in jail. And I go, you know what Eric's going to do? I go, Eric's going to have Obama pardon him. I mean, he was the first character to endorse him. And Gavin's like, no, no, you think so? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he, he was pardoned by, you know, Obama. You know, but uh, it, it was when he was virus and when he was a cop, you're right. It, it just, it felt like we were going through emotion. Right. That the, okay, what is the exact purpose? And then when Kerr came around, it was like, okay, excellent. You know, uh, let, let's smash some skulls and eat some brains. <laughs> it was great. You I know? mean, it ended with a bang. I mean, that the the issue is one of the high one of the high points of the series. I think is the the the, the jail fight between Mako and Dragon grizzled old dragon and and that was real yeah, fun and, that, and then it was like all right i was in that issue it. i was in that issue were you? you guys yeah, were yeah you're right and you guys were not fans of the uh was the, it a neutron bob or lightning no, it was kill, it was kill cat and kid avenger uh we we yeah, believe yeah. I, or me probably specifically because i'm usually the one who is critical of these things i thought that the way you rearranged the panels to make it smaller didn't work as well as Eric's did. I don't even remember what we said at that and point. Eric, well, <laughs> you guys thought the joke fell flat. Oh. Yeah, maybe. With the with the whole girl 
thing uh, and kill the girl coming on to kill cat and kill cat not knowing what to do. All right. And yeah. And I was kind of handed, Eric did the panel ads. He goes, okay, yeah. here are these are kind of the panels that you'll have. So I'm like going, okay, so I've got to figure out how to, it, it was hard. I can <laughs> imagine. That one, was, that one was hard because, okay, how do I, th- these are the panels Eric's given me. How do, am I going to tell the story using these panels yeah, and these yeah. shapes? Because it had to fit both forms. Right. And to fit both forms was, you know, it was cool that I, that Eric contacted me and said, hey, I, I want you to be part of this. But it was hard to, you know, I was like, <laughs> paint it into a box. Okay, I got to use this, this shape panel. Otherwise, I'm blowing it to where you can't use it for the page. I think Frank did a way better job than I did with, you know, at it. You know, he... I thought he hit it out of the park, and I was just kind of, eh. That, honestly, though, like you said, I'm just agreeing with you that that just would have been the hardest shit ever. Because even when you try to explain, I tried to explain to people, I was like, because, like, when I bought that comic, you know, that's when my comic guys, they've chilled way the fuck out. But they used to be, like, super critical of every time I brought Dragon up to the counter or whatever. And they were like, what's the deal with this one there's a little one and a big one because i bought both and i was like yeah it's a real cool experiment you know all the panels are the same but they've just been rearranged and yet somehow it still works and i could see like the guy's clocks like ticking like you just see his gears turning and he's like huh and i'm just saying like that would have been a hard assignment yeah yeah absolutely yeah and it was and then i also didn't ink my stuff which you know i'm kind of kicking myself i I did uh, colors over the pencils, uh, so I, I was like, we weren't too that, hard uh, on it. <laughs> well, no, I think I, I think you guys were mainly uh, you weren't moved by it because you you thought the gag fell flat. Yeah. So, well, I mean, one thing that we will say on here is that we kind of just we're not afraid to kind of say what we feel. We're not trying to be hurtful or anything like that. Like even with, we always say if we don't like something that Eric did in, in the book, I think that's the only way to be in a podcast. It does feel funny. Like when you're talking to somebody after you've criticized their work, but uh, <laughs> note to self to go back and listen yeah. to. No, and it wasn't, you weren't critical. I think you it just, you weren't as moved by it. I mean, yeah, there's other stuff yeah. that I've done that you guys have been moved by. And I think it was a combination of, you know, being, uh, you know, tied down to the, that configuration of panels, and you know that the the I joke. Forgot, I didn't. Flat. I didn't even real. I, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah, the backups had to also work like the main story and be able to be rearranged. Yep, I forgot about that. that yep. Well, I mean, there's been stuff that I've read in Dragon that I was just like not moved by. Uh, you know, when we first went into the the this Savage World, you yeah. know, seventy seventy. 675 I thought the artwork wasn't as dynamic as it had been and it, it wasn't until we started to move away from I, th- I think when we started to go with the uh, the lurkers underneath you know where we first see Mako yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when the it started to get back into okay the artwork was starting to look like more time was being spent Yeah, you know and I wasn't wild about the him when Eric redid some of the issues from when he was a kid. You know, yeah, between, where you could tell the poses were like, yeah, that it, it came across looks, Yeah. So, yeah. 
But yeah. to go back, loving the Malcolm stuff. I actually have one of his twice up pages I'm looking at right now in my studio. Nice. I've got the one. Yeah, it's in the trade paperback. Uh, you know, uh, at the end of issue 199, it was the one with all the two page spreads. Mm-hmm. So Big needed, page energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's got a, a page that he added to the trade paperback. So. I've got I'm not that sure if I've it. seen that actually because I only get the singles. Yes, yeah, same uh, he here. Put, he oh, it might, is it? He is put it, it in the back of the issues. Oh, all right. It's probably in the archives as well, then, too. I, I would guess, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to look at the twice up work, you know, uh, compared to an 11 by 17 is just the detail that he puts in is incredible. Yeah, I bet. So, very cool. What size do you work at? Eleven by seventeen? Eleven by seventeen or smaller? Okay. Some of my I've done pages actual size. That's how I roll. Yeah, I mean, I I figure uh, I'll play. It all depends on if it's a splash page, and I know that you know. There's not a lot of small background stuff. I'll, I'll work actual size or enlarge it maybe 20% from actual comic book size. Um, sometimes I'll work smaller than 11 by 17, like 11 by 14 and 11 by 14 paper. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I do it to save time. <laughs> I, I think I would spend way too much time if I worked twice up. Same here, yeah. Uh, I think the inclination to noodle when you're yes. working big, you're going to noodle. And yeah. uh, basically, it's funny because I see these artists, uh, they'll share their digital work. This is why I really struggle with the idea of working digitally, not shitting on digital, but again, part of the reason why I like working on real material, like real pages and stuff, is the limitations, like that you can't zoom in and make a perfect pupil and stuff like that because i see people they'll share their work and they'll be like look at all the detail in the cornea and i'm just like yeah but like who the fuck is ever going to see that like it's It's gone like it's not going to reproduce in printing like no one will ever see that now i will go back and noodle uh once i scan a page in Mm -hmm. i'll clean up stuff and i'll add things and change things and I've been guilty of redoing eyes uh, in Photoshop, and <laughs> you know, I, I don't sit there and add a lot of detail in cornea. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll redraw eyes, or like uh, I don't like that head. I'll erase the the head and the face and reconstruct it in Photoshop. Um, yeah, uh, I ended up. I was a moron on the backup, and I I drew I drew a. Uh, Kid Avenger with Daredevil's belt, the spiky belt. So in Photoshop, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to erase the spiky belt. I was like, oh, shit. And I drew it on the cover, too. When I originally drew the cover, and I sent it to Eric, and he goes like, uh, yeah, I took off Daredevil's belt off of Kid Avenger. I'm like, I'm a moron. But he's got spikes yeah. all over him. It's an easy mistake. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I took off his uh, Daredevil's belt. That's Daredevil who has that belt, not Kid Avenger. I was like, I knew that. Why did I? You know, though, that's easy to confuse because if you didn't tell me, I would just accept that. 
Well, like for uh, some yeah. reason, I feel like he did at some point have a spiky belt or something. I like, thought so. I seemed... Well, he's got the he's got the spiky things around his thighs and around his neck, and you know, I was like, oh well, shit, looks good around the waist too. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's why. Like that, to- I would not even bat an eye at that if I saw it. Like I would totally accept that. Dude, that's funny. To think of it, if you look at that one page, it's still in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know better than that. I know better than that because I painstaked. I had to do it twice. I had to do it twice. <laughs> the first time, lost it with everything, and then I had to do it the second time after I rescanned my pages. That's I just want to get your heart going. <laughs> yeah, you did for a second. I was like, wait, no, no. I'm pretty positive. I- <laughs> That's so Raven. <laughs> Oh, snap. So, would you like to join us talking about the latest issue? Yeah. 238. It's a good issue. Yes, it is. So, I know we brought talk briefly about your opinion of uh, recent, you know, events, recent changes to Dragon, um, but what about the, like, the last few issues? Like, what do you think of the last issue? Just just to give us some context. Okay, I love the last issue. I I was with Raven. I loved the the biting of the lip in the the sequence of Angel and Malcolm talking and how her facial expression <laughs> changed during the discussion to, you know, uh you turn the page and you're like, Okay, uh, <laughs> got it. You, you know, you could kind of see it coming. No right, pun right. intended. <laughs> Okay, oh, God. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, bam. And I, I think, uh, you know, Scourge is an awesome villain. Uh, uh, I, I think there's so many, so many avenues that can, you can go with that. And uh, I, I like that little bit of business where, you know, when they're in the sewer, Angel and Malcolm, and uh, battling the demonoid guy, and you know, Angel's say, kind of say, telling him, "Hey, uh, I was kind of looking for something different." <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, you know, you turn the page and you got that powerful splash of Scourge, and then that powerful shot in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It was better than Jelly of the Month Club. It was the gift that kept on giving. Um, <laughs> but I, I've really enjoyed the move to Toronto. I didn't know how I would like that, being a Chicago boy myself. Right. Uh, and I, I love it. I love the change of venue. I love the you know it works. I, at first, I was like, oh, okay, is this a gimmick just because he was up at a Toronto convention, uh, or? <laughs> Is this is this for real? And you know, I'm in. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't come back to Chicago. You know, it, 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 because it works so well. Um, I like the whole uh, having to move his whole family because of uh, the president. You know, ban on aliens, and I enjoyed the whole. Thing with Rapture and Dimension X, and how Maxine has been amping up, and how it led into 
I thought it was great that this issue was about her and her narrative. Yeah. You yeah. know, we this was the first time we've seen her actually take center stage and tell her story. Yeah. And I, I thought it was just, it was nice because it was great character development. Can we talk about, like, firsts in a way and this might not be a first but it's so different for dragon compared to you know the first two-thirds of the issues is to have kind of a, a lead character like maxine like a flat-chested asian is the last thing you know you would kind of expect to be like the girlfriend of the you know malcolm or savage dragon compared to what you've seen in the first you know first half of the series with you know, blonde hair characters that are just buxom and total opposite of his 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 father. You know, he's yeah. got total opposite taste of his father. And I, and if you think about it, Eric has been uh, laying down this groundwork. You know, uh, oh, so you're into you're into boys? What are you getting? Because you know, when he was in high school, uh, some of the dialogue that the other characters that were in the high school were saying about Maxine, you right. know, oh, she's got no chest, or she looks like a boy, kind of, it, it, it's, you know, been nice because she hasn't been, you know, large-chested, blonde, you know, you would expect him to be with Angel, you know, right. if it's, if it's Dragon, you know, blonde, big-chested, but no, he's with Maxine, who's a short, small-chested Asian. And I think it works great. And just the normal human, too, on top of that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the and... great thing about that He's got such a diverse cast, too. And I think Eric gets shortchanged on that, and people always point to, like, you know, oh, draws, you know, big-chested women with skimpy outfits. And he's like, well, but he also does things on the other end of the spectrum, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about uh, you know Malcolm's eighth grade teacher. Uh, I forget his name. It was in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, yep. He, he's he's drawing characters. He's not, it, it, and that's what I love about his stuff because each person, even the background throwaway characters, have character. Yeah, you know. Uh, and that's what I find enjoyable, uh, really enjoyable about his stuff. Dr. Figbalm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, uh, uh, I can't think of the name, but for for Scourge, you know, the... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, Engelbert Humperdinck, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Whittletooth <laughs> something. Kettle corn crawfish. Kettle corn, yeah, <laughs> kettle corn crawfish. You know exactly. Whittle tooth <laughs> Applegate, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have that. It, it, it's cool. And you're right. The, the diversity of character is, you know, so great. I mean, even it just in his rogue gallery that he has. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But I I really enjoyed the way it opened up. You know, how uh, the issue opened up with the nice splash of Maxine, you know, and the, the look of concern. And her, I'm, I'm glad her hair's growing in. Right. You know, uh, I, I just I thought it opened up nice in the hospital. 
and it was a, a kind of a nice setup. It wasn't really Malcolm's story. No. And I think that's what I found so appealing about it. Yeah, there was action. Yeah, we had Malcolm walking around on his hands because he has no legs. But uh, <laughs> which was hilarious. Which is, a, which is fantastic. I thought, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And you know, Maxine, you know, kind of blaming herself for the situation. Uh, you know, uh, and that splash page, and then Angel missing the arm and face all wrapped up. And they're surprised that she's even still still alive. Right, right. I found this, this issue to be really reminiscent of the, the Alex issue where she had that internal dialogue and almost felt like something bad was going to happen at the end. Thankfully, nothing did. That's but... Right, that's right, where she's she's naked, curled up. Yeah, yeah. In the black. And it was like the, the last, she says, like the last time she ever saw him, I... son, she leaves after that issue. And yeah. then she saw him again. <laughs> she went so far as to go to Dimension X looking for him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that issue until you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, but it was yeah, very remnants of that. Uh, Maxine carrying the story. I mean, even the action with uh, you know the sex dolls. And now I'm wondering who's in charge of the sex dolls. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. seemed, it, there is a suggestion that there might be tied to Scourge, but that may just be coincidence. Where's that suggestion? I think just because he comments, because he appears in this issue, mm-hmm. you know, saying, oh, bah, they both live. I don't and know. He, blows up the, he pulls an Elvis and destroys the TV. <laughs> and then the sex dolls yeah. show up, and, you know, it just seems yeah. kind of coincidental, but, you know, they could be two different factions. Well, yeah, they're extracting I, I, their blood for something now. Yep. Yes. Right. And, and uh, they they got it out of uh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and it was the the one that we that was prominent on the cover. Yeah, I think she was the only sex doll that made it out. But uh, see, they have names is what's funny. So if we were really badass, like right now, Gavin. Is in the UK. Yeah, no, they, they have names. They got all of them got names no, in the don't. letters column. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I always get the one guy that asks for all the names, so you yeah. put it in the wiki. Yeah, they're they're named, dude. So that guy's yeah. way more hardcore than we are. I'm sorry, Gavin. We failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's Bunny. Can, Bunny. Did you <laughs> Did you guys find it strange? The one thing I did find strange though is, so. Malcolm's still missing his two legs, but yet he injects yeah. his blood into Angel I was, I was and she gonna, regrows her hand. That <laughs> did seem odd to me as well. I yeah. guess I guess you kind of have to do it. I think there might have been a cool idea if she was missing an arm forever, but uh, I think there was a, con- a convenience factor there. Well, plus, too, it changes your whole body so rapidly. I can kind of forgive that. Just because imagine the actual physiological change to become A, green, B, grow a cartilage fin, C, lose all your hair, and D, become buff. Well, and also grow two toes. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> also, like, more. So, like, to me, of course, I'm always forgiving. I feel like such a pushover. But for me, like, I can kind of forgive her growing her arm back fast, whereas Malcolm has to heal. Because, Just because uh, it's such a shock to her system. 
Seems like seems like that's the way it's being played. I mean, always kind of has because you know they get injected and it's like boom, like they're buff and green and also comics. Oh yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I not until you mentioned it, I it didn't bother me at all. I, 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 not until you said, oh, I would have expected her not to have her arm. You know, I'm like, oh well then. Technically, she wouldn't have the front part of her skull either. Yeah, right. Well, honestly, you know, <laughs> brain kinda, grows faster. Upon yeah. first read, it doesn't bother me. But it's like when you when I look at these for the podcast, I try to think of all different things to talk about and write about, and that's when you know. Otherwise, I think as a typical reader, I probably would just glance over it and not really care. I was worried about her missing a piece of brain. Well, how does that work? Too? Yeah. Like, Guess she just got lucky. It didn't hit anything memory related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, when Dragon had his brain partially eaten, um, he didn't remember anything. There. That was, of course, that was back with virus. So Came back as Kerr, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had like most of his brain eaten, and then the Kerr personality, wherever it was dormant in the brain, came out. When that body was healed, when it regenerated, whereas right. Virus had all Dragon's memories because he ate his brain, and however that works. Yeah. Well, uh, to the book's credit, I will say that Malcolm throws the tiniest, teensiest of nods that um, she might not be a hundred percent. Doesn't he have yeah. that one dialogue where he's like, "Well, you know, you're as good as you can be, I guess." You know. Yeah, because uh, they they basically drained her of her blood as much as they could without killing her before they injected him with injected her with his blood so that they could then inject her back with her superhero blood. Yeah. Which I don't I understand mean, I, with that either. Cause I thought it was a I, genes I, thing, like not the I, blood. So what stops her from like giving a blood transfusion to anyone and them becoming superpowered? Well, she did. She, if you remember, she says, well, when I gave blood to daredevil, he healed faster. Because yeah, it, it even got a little caption box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dragon 164. That's weird to me. I always just thought it was like something to do with genetics, like the X-Men or something like that. But It kind of seems like it's both, right? Like Because, I mean, she's Smasher's daughter, so that's genetic inheritance. Mm-hmm. But also, too, in this book, it seems kind of like your blood type uh, carries with it some innate properties, kind of like you yeah. know. Definitely been a focus on blood for quite a while now. Yeah. Blood seems to be a kind of a the explanation for a lot of things. I think it's funny that they yeah. call it superhero blood. Whole uh, out for blood story thing was more on the back burner. Uh, it took the back burner to the you know Maxine. Yeah, story. absolutely. I did. You know, you look at the cover and it seems so much more, you know, oh, we're out for blood. And, and But when you got into the story, it was like, oh, yeah, we're at your door. Yeah, we're at the, stu- we're at the studio, <laughs> you know. I think that's hey. one of those things like Eric, you know, drew the cover four months, five months in advance. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I'm going to do something with this concept. And when he gets to it, he kind of like, oh, I got a better idea and I'll just make it a minor plot point. I will yeah. say, though, check this one detail out that you might have overlooked. Maxine's doing the narration, the whole issue. Of course, you obviously knew that. 
Yeah. But she's narr the narration is her talking to her shrink. She oh, actually yeah. tells the shrink the process to which revived Angel. Uh. So the shrink is now among the people. You got Dr. Figbottom or whatever. But now also, too, you have the shrink who knows. Obviously, there's Dr. Client confidentiality, etc. But that's one more person who knows yeah, but I think about the miracle cure. They kind but of somebody, make it to the somebody, point that it yeah, was released to the public. Yeah, it's somebody at the hospital mentioned it because it, for... Uh, for Maxine to tell her shrink, she's telling the story that somebody released it from the hospital because all of this has already taken place. Right, she's right, right. Talking, I'm just saying, so she's telling. Going forward, though, this shrink still has that knowledge that it's like Malcolm Blood plus freak out equals miracle cure. Whereas the public thinks it's it's Malcolm Blood plus Angel's superhuman physiology. Bingo. Uh, because she's narrating the entire story uh, to her shrink. Yeah. Gotcha. So it could be ongoing, depending on how how nice her shrink is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, imagine you're given the detail of you're like given basically someone tells you client doctor confidentiality or not. Someone tells you, hey, look, there's this combination of things that can like basically bring someone back from having a chunk of their brain gone. Yeah. So who knows? Just saying. Don't overlook well, that I little detail. It- yeah, and well, and I thought some of the panel. Uh, I, I like the the uh, Toronto News and how they were uh, how Eric did the the news captions with the narration uh, by Maxine, and I thought it was really powerful. The the family with the sick grandma or whoever, you know, at the bedside, you know, uh, getting the news and how it could build that uprising of people going, "Hey, help us, help us." You know, uh, I, I, I just thought the storytelling there uh, using the news was uh, just a nice, uh, nice way of doing it. Yeah. Agreed. Did anyone feel like the shrink looked a lot like uh, Dragon's ex-girlfriend Marcy from like issues like 64 or 65? It's a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably just a coincidence, but. I could see that. I like that big fuck you panel. Isn't that great? That that is great. (laughs) After reading this, I'm never letting my wife go to a bachelorette party. I didn't know they were that crazy. Um, Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Maxine was having a good time. (laughs) Right up until she wasn't. Yes. It's a pretty intense bachelorette party. Yeah, apparently somebody has to wear, you know, the one thing that bothers me is we got two guys wearing bare feet and then the one guy with boots. He's got some Uggs (laughs) on. He's got Uggs. (laughs) I'm like, and this is one thing that sticks out. I'm like, okay, why is the guy wearing, you know, boots? He was probably like a naughty construction worker before that panel. Before that, <laughs> before that panel, naughty construction worker. He's ashamed of the way his feet look. Yeah, so. well, and then on that on that page, I you know I, I had to take a double take. I was like, oh, apparently she's got a handful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that one panel, I 
you know, I, I saw, I was like, whoa, double take. Hang on. Which panel now? Uh, if you take a look, uh, the page where she's kneeling down and the, the one stripper's turning, looking at her, and you got the two strippers uh, walking up to her, uh, right, it, right, would right. The, it would be the fourth panel. Okay. Where she's being lifted up in the air. Oh, handful, right. Yeah, geez, there it is. Okay. The yeah, panel I, above that cracks me up because the, the black guy strippers, his head's kind of close to the to, other guy's yeah, junk. He's... Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your head and cough. <laughs> yeah. Me some ear hole. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think the way, you know, when she's shoving the, the, the guys off of her. Uh, you know, get off. And I, I, you're right, Raven. That that fuck you panel. Uh, I love the, hand the, is great. the hand is great. The detail of the hand is great. I love, you know, the tears coming down, just the raw emotion, and then the the background lines. You know, yeah, not speed lines, but you know, the squiggly lines just add so much energy to that that it's panel. Helps couple of things i like about that is i like the teeth of the braces like such a great job drawing the the molars and stuff and the oh, coloring yeah. to give her kind of like that red face well, and the and red fingernail polish panel. yeah in the first panel too where you could see where her face is red yeah you know <clears throat> you know and i i like that she's disheveled and you know she's like coming to you know that moment of clarity as it says in the narration you know uh, that you know this isn't who i wanted to be fuck you sit down yeah (laughs) yeah i love that the the bride the future bride's name is mary jane yeah (laughs) i gotta wonder if i gotta wonder if that remember eric was saying how artists don't draw mary jane looking like mary jane's supposed to yeah, I wonder if that was part of like his his response to that. I don't know, just to draw her so she's recognizable as Mary Jane. Maybe he was drawing that page when he started talking about it. Eh, could be, could be a coincidence. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he was like, "I'm going to draw this character." Like the joke's going to be Mary Jane. I got to draw the character to look like Mary Jane, and maybe it made him think of like, "Hey, people don't really draw her on model anymore." I like when she comes home and just she looks a mess. Yeah, you know, doing the It's a big shape. change, like that that first panel where you see her in the dress. Oh yeah, and like, she looks wow. smoking. Yeah, and then the last panel when she's disheveled, she just like you said, she looks a mess, and it's a great like it's 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 just great the way he drew that, and you can really it can convey that information. Well, and the shoes. The shoes, the walk of shame, you know, and Malcolm, you know, uh, consoling her and basically saying, you know, because he kind of, Maxine knew she shouldn't go. Deep down, she knew she shouldn't go. She's telling him, oh, man, they're not really my friends. And he, he kind of pushed her. Yeah. Go, 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 go. And, you know, it, it came back to bite, bite him in the legless ass. You know, <laughs> plus two. There's the ramifications of it. Was most definitely recorded. It, you even see it being recorded. Being recorded, like, exactly. Yeah, you see someone's like uh, phone in the foreground as she's like taking that big swig. So she's like, that shot, whatever that is, 
I cannot imagine that this will not have some patience. Yeah. So sure, this is going to be bad. (laughs) Yeah. I I do like how she touched. uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I say, I do like how she touched on, like, with the shrink, like, the whole part with her being dead and kind of, like, put that to rest. Like, that whole whatever she experienced when she was dead isn't really causing this. Like, it was before that. So she was even saying it was before her. And then she went to her father's death. And then, it, you know, it, it was even before that. I love the comment that she used to wear panties <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you know, I, and now she doesn't. And it, I mean, it's quite evident in that pay, that fuck you panel. Uh, after the next panel, you've got the uh, the drip. I'm gonna tell you what's even funnier. And I think I only I think I noticed this. I'm sorry if I'm like more perverse than what's being intended. But the first panel when she's talking to her shrink, I'm pretty sure she's going to town in that panel. Is that her hand down there? Look at her arm uh, by her wrist. And then see that little like uh, oh like, yeah the little between her legs yep there's a yeah weird <laughs> weird I will, yeah. you know what I you know, Raven I noticed that I was like what is that is that like a miscolor is that supposed to be her skirt hanging down in the front it just didn't get colored or... well that's what I thought too I thought oh a rare miscolor. But then you look up, and there's her other arm, her left arm's wrist up by her right wrist. Yeah. No, I see it. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening there. Man, she's gross. (laughs) I don't want to shake her hand. I need to drink more fluids is hilarious. I guess, yes. (laughs) That is funny as shit. Yeah. No, now, now that I'm looking at that page, she does look like Marcy, the shrink. You know. Yeah, that that's the first thing I thought, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he has to be old by now. <laughs> yeah, like look at Alex. Like even Alex is showing age in her face. I can't yeah. imagine. I, and I'm still thrown with Alex now with long hair. I love it. I, yeah. I, I did too, but it it, it just it, it threw me at first. You know, it's like wow, okay, now she's got long hair. Well, yeah, you know. it's it's crazy too. I mean, you think about Maxine had had long hair for the longest time, and then she had short hair. Not not as short as now, but the short hair kind of like I got used to that. And I remember looking back a few issues, like, yeah, man, she had long hair for the longest time too. It's kind of cool how he changes it up. Yeah, with, with Alex, is such a long-standing character, you know. Yeah, and she's that, had short hair for so long. Yeah, yeah. It really changes her up. It does. It doesn't, you know, I, I look and I'm like, I know it's Alex, but I have to keep telling myself it's Alex, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it doesn't look like Alex to me. Because she has been the same for so long. You know, well, it's just like, you know, my wife changed her hair one time and I'm like, God, I feel like I'm cheating on you because you, you don't look like <laughs> cut your hair. The cool thing with Alex, though, is even with the long hair, you can tell it's her. Oh, yeah. Uh, the skin color and the character. Like, it's just, like, that's, Eric's just a good artist that you can, he's definitely good at drawing, like, normal characters. Oh, yeah. And yeah, honestly, how many characters change their look? Like, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Exactly. 
even for him to be able to pull off, like, I remember in the beginning his Malcolm was a little shaky as he was kind of finding his way. And now, like, you know, there's no there's no doubt who you're looking at when you look at Malcolm versus, you know, Dragon. Yeah, somebody <laughs> sent me a... You know, the, the kids have a distinct look as well. Yeah, yeah. That was genius, you know, making them different shades based on kind of like their ethnic background and stuff, too. So yeah. not only, you know, their faces look different, but, you know, the, their skin pigment is, is different, which is even more helpful in telling them apart. What were you saying, Raven? Sorry. Oh, I was just sorry. I was just going to say that somebody sent me a text and like, because, you know, I, I try to promote Savage Dragon as much as I can. They were like, sometimes Savage Dragon appears to be African-American. <laughs> and I was like, he is. I was like, he is. His name the is Malcolm. One. I was like, he is, yeah, at least halfsies, so. At least halfsies. Yeah. <laughs> good, good issue, except for this backup. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's terrible. Comes yeah, off I didn't rails. get the joke at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the joke fell flat. The girl turns him down. What? What? Yeah, it looked like, it looked like the, whoever that artist was looked like they drew it with their non-dominant foot. <laughs> I just have the criticism that I don't think the guy had his full brushes. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I would guess he, he didn't. <laughs> didn't have all his tools in his toolbox. Legitimately, though, this was a great backup, uh, Scott. Fantastic stuff, man. I love your uh, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger. Oh, was, this, was this something that was like in the works for a while and just kind of f found its place in this issue or how did Derek approach you for this one? Um, well, we were, we were talking and I, I'd done the neutron Bob. Right. Uh, and, and then I did the, uh, lightning bug, right? lightning bug, uh, and wild hair, uh, story. And Eric said uh, to me, he goes, uh, you do, uh, the deadly duo better than yeah. The, those have been the ones that that you did that I liked the most, mm. because uh, Gavin had thrown in the deadly duo in the back of the Neutron Bob, right? And I had it crashing through a window, and you know it was just a quick little cameo, and I had done the the deadly duo in that backup that fell flat, <laughs> and. <laughs> And, you know, I had expressed interest in doing another backup, and uh, Eric was like, yeah, we'll do a, a deadly duo. And then I hounded him for a while. Uh, do you have a story yet? No, not yet. And then uh, finally he sent me the story, and uh, I proceeded to work on it. And I had other stuff coming in, so it was kind of one of those that were on the back burner and uh, got about halfway through with it and I was like, all right, I'm gonna have this done. We were shooting for last last issue and uh <clears throat> then my computer died and you know uh, the the rest is history. Yeah. Um and I love the way Eric writes because he gives so much room for play. I yeah. mean literally the first page it was just kill cat jumping through a window. Okay, done. <laughs> uh then the second page was he busts in to a family gathering. Uh, <laughs> grandma faints. Uh, you know, uh, the kid kicks him. Uh, he kicks the dog. 
<laughs> so, uh, and then the next page, you know, he's screaming at the guy, and then he turns to the baby, "Are you the mastermind?" Baby poops. Blorch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then uh, he realizes he's in the wrong house and leaves. And that was basically the first three pages. And literally, it was a paragraph. You know, so I got to, there was a lot of room to, to play. Nice. And then uh, then it was Kid Avengers at a different place battling these meaty skull-faced people. <laughs> uh, they, they look cool, by the way. meaty skull-faced? Yeah, kind of like Red <laughs> Skull-ish. yeah. So uh, he gets overtaken, and uh, the girl's going to pee on him, and uh, all of a sudden, Kill Cat crashes through the window on a motorcycle, <laughs> knocking, them, knocking them away, and the police chief calls, and you know they realize that they're at the wrong address, and they take off. So, uh, <clears throat> like I said, a lot of, lot of room to play, and... Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. That's Beer, cool. coffee, and watermelon. <laughs> were you were you like taking a double take when it was like now the villain's gonna pee on him? Yeah, well, and then he put in the notes. You can be as graphic. overt, yeah, <laughs> graphic as you want or as subtle as you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, I was. I, I did a real close up. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. Um, we're not too subtle on that one, are we? I'm like, can't be subtler. So I changed. It's changed. the The original is more graphic than. That's one of those. It was just a I, panel of a sideways monkey mouth. I, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was it, definite beef curtains. <laughs> oh. So, um, you'd hear on the FinCast, and I was looking at that panel. What is that? Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, Did they go to Arby's? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask, well, is the dog supposed to be Mrs. Lion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> supposed to be who? Ms. Lion. Mrs. Lion, from the uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm amazed yeah, I knew that. That's yeah, awesome. I, didn't put the, I didn't put the little bows... Because I wanted it to be a little bit subtler. Right. Mrs. Lion had pink bows. Got that mop, the, top, mop top, though. Yeah. I love the uh, glass uh, from the panel transition from the splash page uh, to him entering where the family is. Like the, the glass oh, yeah, coming off. Oh, that's great. That is cool. That's very cool. I love that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I kind of went crazy in the first panel. That was... I'm just sitting there inking glass, you know, yeah. and then I'm like going, I, I went to the next page. And I'm like, going, all right, am I just going to have him standing there? You know, ah, let me add some glass coming down, trickling down. Looks cool. So, yeah. Yeah. It, I thought it was a nice way moving into that first panel. Very much so. Very good. How, how pleased were you with, um, Farron Delgado's lettering? It looks so great on comic art. I swear. <laughs> I love it, and I'm actually having him letter stuff for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. He's such a great. He, he does such a great job. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely love his. I, I'm so glad that he. I I, I had Chris Eliopoulos letter one of my backups. Nice. And, uh, I like that. This one blew that out of the water. In my he does mind. real good. 
Yeah, I love the the you know uh, the title splash where how he did the title. Yeah, you know the the deadly deal. I I just think there's not one thing I can. He's got that whole like Artie Simek type lettering down and oh yeah, so cool. Yeah. Another, another really great panel is where uh, Kid Avenger gets knocked out and he's looking up at the silhouetted, like, uh, demon heads. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff there. Good oh, thanks. Stuff. Yeah, I was... How kind of grainy like, it is. Yeah. Like he's and, blacking out. Yeah, when I was inking that, I, I ended up taking uh, black colored pencil and using some of that to get the, like, almost like a dry brush effect. Yeah, like a and dreamy kind of... Yeah, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I had originally done it with just the, the bat to the head, and I'm like going, ah, I don't know if I like just the bat to the head, and then the next panel, he's laying on the ground, you know, so I was like, yeah. oh, let me do the looking up at, you know, as you're going, you know, going out, and then in the next page, let me have him coming too. Yeah, that's you know. great. And also, like, again, to go back to like Farron's lettering, that clonk looks so good there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, clonk. All, all of the sound, even all the sound effects, even with uh, you know, Kid Avenger, you know, with the, whoosh, you know, yeah. where he's, he's, you know, it, you know, his powers out of his hands or whatever you want to call the rays, you know, the sound effects <laughs> there, and the 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 ting, the bullets bouncing. It, you know, the amount of sound effects on that page, you know, and how they're how they're done and how diverse they are, I think just really brings it more to the page. Yeah, those villains are really creepy, and I, I do I second what Raven says. That last panel, they look even creepier in that blackout panel. That's great, good stuff. They remind me almost like a cross between Red Skull and like the Crossed series, you know, because they're just so yeah. perverse. Yeah, well, and I was having fun with the chick, you know. Uh, she when the Motorhead. Talking, yeah, I figured she'd be a chick that listens to Motorhead. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're gonna, you know, give someone the Trump treatment, you got to be a Motorhead fan. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and I was like, Eric goes, "Yeah, she should have a banging body." I go, "Well, is she like a groupie of these guys?" He goes, "Nah, make her meaty face too." <laughs> but she can have a banging body. I'm like, okay. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's like, okay, how do I draw a, you know, skull-faced chick kind of looking hot-ish? You know, so that's what I came up with. And I thought, oh, what the hell, I'll give her purple hair. <laughs> good. It's good. These, these, all of these dudes look cool. Like, they've all got a cool, uh, like, you know, just even like the dude at the top of the like you know the like the big piss arch panel like the dude at the top looking at you so cool just good stuff oh dude. yeah yeah oh the 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 guy getting hit towards you towards the yeah. foreground yeah the guy at the very tip top in the upper right hand corner yeah I, I threw him in last minute i was like god i need you know because i had her arm breaking the panel and obviously you had the p arch breaking the panel as well and i'm like I need something over here. It, 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 it seems empty. I need some. I'm like, oh fuck it. I'll just draw a big guy coming at us. It's kind of cool too because it, it, when you look at his face, like it looks like he almost enjoys getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> you know, it gives you that element of these guys are just psychos. Yeah. But yeah, 
And we got Beer Belly, little Beer Belly kid. Yeah, that's your cat, one of your characters, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to. Well, I and I, I drew him, and because Eric said, yeah, they're supposed to be at this other disturbance. Just show the chief, and something's happening. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, fuck it. I'm putting in Beer Belly, you know, (laughs) the return of Beer Belly, Chief Winslow. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you got that, didn't you? (laughs) So yeah. So uh, it was like, and uh, it's stuff like that that I like doing. It's like, oh, I got room to play. Let me see. I mean, it's such a small panel, but there's so much kind of packed in there. You got the foreground with the chief Winslow guy, and then you've got like the middle ground where the guy's laying, and then beer belly, and then the city behind. Have we ever seen uh, Kill Cat's belt be used as like a transmitter like that before? No. I don't recall. That's not, is think, that something you came up with, or Eric, or? No, Eric said that uh, he, you know, his belt, you know, he gets a call on his belt. Yeah, <laughs> so but he I didn't like, describe it or anything. I, I don't think he did. I think it was just That's he got a, cool. he received a, he received a call on his belt, and I'm like, okay, well, there's no pouches on his belt, so I, I figured it would be the the center thing. That's amazing. That's like something I would struggle with. Like, how do I represent a, him getting a call on the belt? You know, and I think and you I, nailed it. That's pretty cool. I don't recall, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I just I figured it's round. It's something that maybe you could push. Yeah, you know? no, it conveys it perfectly. I think you you nailed it. I I would have as an art if I was the artist, I would have struggled on how do you convey something like that. Well, it could be a boring panel. Yeah. I mean. Because oh, let me shoot, do a waste shot, a shot of Kill Cat's junk and chest. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, basically, you know that region. There's not much there, so I had to. I figured, okay, we'll focus on the the effect of it, like lighting. You know, lighting up. Yeah, so. that's really cool. I'm glad too that you got to do the back cover. I always enjoy like it. Almost feels like its own comic when it also has like a back cover. Yeah, and it like makes you wish, like, oh, I wish that you know we lived in an age where you could put out a Deadly Duo miniseries again. But yeah, I would love even a one shot. Yeah, you know? I would. Yeah. I I was texting Gavin or face, you know, messaging Gavin on uh, Facebook, and I was like, God, it would be so nice just to have a Deadly Duo one shot, kind of yeah. like how uh, Francesco did the. Uh, uh, she dragon one shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I know. You know, there's probably not much of a market. Digital you know, baby, yeah. I'm telling you, digital. Well, now would be a good time to do it because DC's stealing the Deadly Duo name. I can't remember. Oh, really? exact, I can't remember exactly which title, but they're using the, the Deadly Duo as like a tagline to some d- title they're doing instead of really? the dynamic duo. Yeah, exactly. I tell you. Uh, oh, you know what? It's the. It's, I think it's the Deathstroke Batman uh, team up. Uh, oh, jeez. Digital, 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 digital. Well, I mean, Nikos just did the. Um, was that Mighty, Mighty Man? Mighty Man. Of course. Yeah. 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 Mighty Man. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm. A, I'd be down for a, a deadly duo. Yeah. I, I enjoyed these guys. They're fun. Here's the thing. I promise you this. I think maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. Okay, 
But <laughs> just, yeah. here's, what, here's all I'm saying. Is but that, I'm going to blow smoke up here. <laughs> but here goes anyway, right? <laughs> all right. So you know I'm not a digital guy. I'm a print guy forever. And yet he publishes a webcomic. I know, dude. It's the oxymoron that it, it, it's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. But, like, the thing is, is that I love my physical comics. That being said, if something can't exist any other way, I'd rather it exist than not exist. So, if the market won't support a deadly duo print comic, because it's a gamble, realistically, we love them because we're Dragon fans, and realistically, if you put that book on the shelf probably Joe Blow's not going to pick it up. But I would buy the shit out of it. Even if it was digital, I would buy that Deadly Duo digital one shot. And that You would buy the shit out of it. I would buy two copies. I would would buy a copy for every device I am. I've always wished Image (laughs) would have like a digital only like thing, subline. It's the tech jacket model, dude. That's true. Tech jacket, tech jacket did have a three-issue digital-only thing. And they got a print book when it was done. Yeah, just do the singles as digital, and then correct it. Shop for the trade. Problem is, yeah. you got to convince Eric. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, obviously, and, we're just, and you have yeah. to have the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. And the energy. So, Comes so, the, so the the book is uh, Batman Joker Deadly Duo by, by Mark Silvestri. Ooh, traitor, traitor! To That's the what I'm saying. <laughs> that was wow. like when they did Savage Hawkman. I was like, "You fuckers!" Eh, a lot of characters have been called Savage, though. There was Savage Hulk, and there was Savage Siege Hulk. There's Doc Savage. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and I guess lastly, we'll just say that the funnies were all gold. I liked every one of them. I, I didn't like see the funnies. <gasps> They're good. I'll describe them to you now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> panel by panel. Pa- panel by panel. Panel one. A crudely rendered dog is on a crudely rendered bicycle. <laughs> a crudely rendered dog. But it is hilarious. The crudely. It is making it funny. Um, no, we, we won't go into them too much other than to just say there's just the three and... Uh, they are quite hilarious, and uh, I it just to me this is a beauty. Not to bring up Comics Gate, but like it cracked me up because they were talking about people earning their way to the top through backups, and we always talk on the FinCast how backups aren't really even a thing. Like, I don't see backups in other comics. <laughs> like, Savage Dragon is the only comic I buy that has like a backup story and a page of random funny shit. And well, so, and that's what, and, and to go back to that, that it podcast that, uh, that YouTube thing that Eric did, he did right. talk about that. He is one of the few that offers people a chance to do backups. You know, he could be putting it, he could be putting ads in for other books, other image books, but he would rather give, you know, that opportunity. And also, you know, uh, the reader, more meat to go with their potatoes or more potatoes to go with their meat. You know, it's just something that he can offer more where, you know, instead of the back half of the book being just all ads. And in in fact, like if they were just ads, it wouldn't really help those books because I wouldn't really pay attention to them. Whereas 
if something's a cool backup, I'm going to be like, oh, dude, I mean, like, no shit. That's how Michelle Fife got on my radar at all was through Savage Dragon. And then yeah. flash forward, here we are now, and, like, I'm just, like, loving fucking everything he does. And people are, like, all kissing his ass and talking about how great he is. And it's just, like, I don't know how he got on your motherfucker's radar, but, like, if it wasn't for that Savage Dragon backup, I'd have never learned about him. And I'm thankful that I fucking well, did. Look at Kirkman and Corey Walker on Super Patriot. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. There's been plenty of that. EJ Sue and guys that have worked on Larson's properties. I mean... Damn, even Dave Johnson on Super Patriot, Super you know? Patriot. Lots yeah. of guys have, have, you know... Well, even uh, Nikos has got his uh, new series coming out after doing the Mighty Man oh. stuff. Yeah, Corey true. Hampshire. Yeah, true. So he has been really generous in, in, you know, allowing people to you know play around. And it's also benefited Eric, you know? A lot of guys are looking... You know, to get a shot and and try their stuff out, and I think it benefits both. But uh, yeah. it is really cool. I enjoy playing with his toys, and I just hope I don't break them by the time yeah. I'm done playing with them. I think you been, do good. He, yeah, I think you've done pretty well. well but uh, yeah, it is it is really fun to to uh, find out about a new artist through a backup or something, and and sometimes there's artists that have already been established or at least have some stuff in the background and you find out about them and then you look up their old stuff and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. So Killer Issue 238, 10 out of 10. Loved it. What do we got for the next issue? <gasps> the Deadly Demonoids. <laughs> I'm sorry, every time I do it now, I laugh. Cracks itself up. Part one of two. The deadly demonoids resurface in Toronto, and Malcolm Dragon recruits Freak Force, the dynamic daredevil, and Battle Girl to face off against their hideous hordes. Mighty Man, Super Patriot, Dart, Barbaric, Lightning Girl, and more demons than you can imagine. Comes with our <laughs> highest possible recommendation. Of course. This is gonna be good. I can't Is this wait. The, the one with the Freak Force on the cover? Yes. And they all got the Canadian like uh, logos and stuff. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Very cool. Looking forward to that. Definitely. Be very interested to see. Awesome. Although I, I, I thought maybe uh, Super Patriot would have like the, the Canadian flag on his head, but that's not the case. <laughs> he, he would never betray He's... his country. <laughs> Except for all those times he betrayed his country. <laughs> uh. Well, shit. this was a good time I enjoyed uh, talking Savage Dragon with you guys and Scott yeah. it was good to hear from you again sure I enjoyed it guys and I appreciate you guys having me on anytime I can talk Dragon it was awesome. it was so a good time how's your phone battery doing <laughs> still at 72% wow. wow that's pretty good I'm going for two yeah. hours straight that's not bad How's your ear feeling? Oh, I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, uh, flip-flopping the phone. So it's playing hot potato. So you two evenly sized tumors on either side of your head. Is, okay. no, I'm, just well, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I'll just get one giant one in the center. 
Oh my God! Thanks for coming on for real yeah. though. Or like we praised, we we gave you that little like lead in in the beginning. But I just want to say that you're definitely one of the. Uh, I would say like just like I'm echoing what Craig said, but like I count you right there with Frank, you know, right there with like uh, Gruso, like G Man, like just definitely one of the classic backup uh, content providers and I just appreciate the shit out of that because I think with Savage Dragon it is so unique to a comic, to a book to have, and we touched on this when we talked about Bloodstrike but like when you read this book, if you follow this book, it's not just you and Eric Larson and Savage Dragon, slowly like you just get plugged into this whole community of creators and like contributors through one book and it's unique and it's cool and thank you for your contribution to that yeah well said well, well, thank you guys I mean even thanks and like I said I listen to your guys uh, Savage Fincast all the time and I'm like I said before I'm talking the whole time going oh <laughs> this oh yeah oh you know trying to add my two cents <laughs> but you know I, you guys do such a great job and you know even just spreading the word about the book you know raven i know you are always posting we all of you guys are posting stuff on facebook you know twitter you know any anytime news comes out you know you guys are the first <laughs> first to drop it usually so you know and it is such a tight community because you know, we all like the same, you know, creator and story and characters because Eric has taken that time to create such interesting, likable and even unlikable characters that, you know, you, you, you're vested. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Eric's made himself so accessible. So it makes it even more fun that he communicates with his fans and uh, it's something I really enjoy. You know, I think it's just something that's such an added bonus. You know, oh. it, you could have Jim Lee as your favorite artist and you wouldn't hear peep from him, you know, on things. And Eric, you know, you could talk to him directly, you know, and ask yeah. him questions. There's so many times, even if I'm not doing a backup for him, I'll message him on Facebook and he'll, you know, it might not be instant, but, you know, he'll get back to me. Right. Really? You know, and you're right. It's, you couldn't do that with Jim Lee. Couldn't do that with Mark Silvestri. You know, I thought you could do it with Rob Liefeld. Right. It, it's just so, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he truly, you, you could tell he genuinely cares about his fans. You know, and the people who, you know, enjoy the, enjoy Dragon. Right. Yeah, you can feel the passion. I mean, that's what's so crazy is here's this 25-year-old book, and <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'll see Twitch streamers that are like, they've been Twitch streaming video games for like three, and they get to play a different video game all the time, and then they're just like, I'm just so burnt out. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> it cracks me up because like, I know, like, here's this creator that... And with comics, like, nonstop, constant deadlines. And so as soon as you finish the one, you don't rest any. you got to get right to work on the next one. And here's this guy that's been doing this shit for 25 years, and you can still tell that he's just having a fucking blast. 
Oh, yeah. And, and he's doing every aspect of the book, pretty much. Yeah. Well, and uh, like he said, you know, Gavin's the editor, but he doesn't tell me what I do. You know, he he, he basically, all Ga- you know, what Gavin does is make sure that characters are still alive that Eric can use and, you know, right. make sure that, you know, continuity stuff. Right. Because after, you know, 200 and, what, uh, 38 issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of shit to try to keep track of. Absolutely. Well, you so. added communication belt to the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and beer belly. Beer belly, yes. Yeah, I had to put beer belly in. Your mark has so. been made. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and I and I, I messaged Eric when I sent him the page. I go, I added beer belly. I hope you don't mind. He goes, no, that's cool. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, Raven, you asked him one time for a beer belly backup. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I think, I like, yeah, but who wants that other than you? I was like, <laughs> I was like you're right. You're You're like, Scott does. I do. I know one game. (laughs) Beer belly will resurface. Very awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. And, you know, like I said, anytime that I can talk dragon, I love talking dragon. So I I enjoyed adding my two cents uh, in on the issue. Well, thanks for joining us, and good job on that backup, and uh, we'll try not to wait five more years. It's great to have a guest on. We haven't had a guest on in a while. It's one that's not Eric, anyway. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed this time, so we, we'll we, have to do it again a lot sooner. Yeah, we really yeah. want to have some more people on. We're going to look into that. Yeah, I mean, anytime you guys want to, you know, uh, bring me along for the ride, I'm game. Awesome. Because, uh, you know, I, I'd love to... I love the book, and I've been with it since day one. So, like I said, it's the only book I, right now that I read since Invincible's done. So, uh, the, the rest of them, I just look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, but we definitely should do that and not wait for your next like backup. We'll, we'll have you on again beforehand because it is good to get another person's opinion every once in a while. and get a little bit of a background on things and how things are going and keeping tabs on you guys. Cool. Cool. Well, you guys have a good one and let me know when uh, this one drops. All right. Cool. Thank you, brother. Hey, thank you guys. Have a good night. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.